It is Wednesday, May 3rd. Welcome to the programme. How are you doing? It's been a beautiful day here in Salford. Lovely bright spring weather here. Hope all's well with you. You mad L bollocks. Yeah, hope it's all well. You're back again. Every day you're here. I'm here. Let's uh, do the programme. I'm going to take phone calls and Skypes from you a little bit later on. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. It will work today. It's the BBG, not the BBC. This is your Richie Allen Show, live from the magnificent city of Salford. It'll work today. It's the Richie Allen Show. Broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now... Here's your host, Richie Allen. Now, as usual, I have posted the contact details to the website, to Twitter and to Facebook. It will be the last time I will use those particular details. We're moving to WhatsApp later on because of the problems we've been having with Microsoft. But today you can Skype and telephone call me, as I said, the details pinned to the live comment on richieallen.co.uk I have also posted them to Twitter and to Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. And if you telephoned me or Skyped me recently at all, last couple of shows, give it a rest today. Let's hear from new callers. I want to hear from you. There is a variety of things we can talk about, lots of things we can get into. You and me, me, Misha August Tussa today. In ye. Uh, the Gwelge is coming now. It's rolling off the tongue, so the Gwelge is... You come here every day. Thank you very much. I posted a video today to the website about cameras going in. Cameras are here. Software has been ordered. In fact, we've got the software, the streaming software. Round about a week, 10 days maybe, this will be in vision if you like. I've got to reiterate, you can continue to listen in the way you have traditionally listened. It'll be audio only if that is what you choose. There will be no impact on the quality of your audio. But if you choose to watch it, we're using Rumble, I believe, you'll be able to watch it during, and this is, there is absolutely no false modesty here. I've no idea why you'd want to watch it. This is radio, and the heart sinks a little bit, even talking about it. But I'm not stubborn. That's the thing about me. I'm not known for my stubbornness. And I've been asked to do this for a long time, and I, I know that there are people who do prefer to sit there and put it on their telly and watch it. So I'm doing it for you. Not um, with no expense, by the way. So those of you who have screamed at me over the years to do it in vision, put your hands into your pockets, go to richieallen.co.uk, where it says support your show, send some money to the show via the bank account or Patreon. Takes a lot for me to, to, to say that. But um, I mean, we spent just under £1,000 on both cameras, We'll be paying £40 a month for the streaming software and it's all for you. And it isn't entirely necessary. So if it's your thing, put some money in the account once a month or every two months or when you can afford it. If you can't afford it, don't listen to me. Tell me to feck off. Feck off, you baldy bastard. And I'll say fair enough because that's the sort of guy I am. Last week, I saw Kay Burley go a little bit mad on Sky News. A little bit mad she went, Kay. Um, I videoed her going a little bit mad and I uploaded it to Twitter and to Facebook. It got just a little bit of traction. I believe the kids call it going viral these days. It had, um, well, it had a couple of million views. Not just on my own Twitter, but it was downloaded and tweeted by people with huge followings. A bit mental. And lots of people retweeted it at Kay and laughed at Kay 
Why? Well, here is the original video tweeted by myself last week of Kay going a bit mad talking about the old climate change thing there. Um, global warming since 1880 is up 1.27 degrees. Remember, of course, always that um, two degrees, two and a half degrees, three degrees. Oh, it's all over. If that happens, <laughs> uh, total CO2 emissions... Yeah, that was me laughing on the video last week, right? Lots of laughs at Kay, particularly at Kay's assertion that it's all over. One and a half degrees, two degrees, three degrees, it's all over. And the global warming figure since the 1880s, with uh, nine or ten decimal places. Lot of ribbing for Kay last week about that. Now, our piss-taking of Kay wasn't lost on the ginger ninja herself. She had this to say this morning on her programme about the climate dashboard. Have a look at our climate dashboard. Um, uh, some people giving me a hard time about this on Twitter uh, from Rival Channels. Uh, Rival Channels, the Richie Allen Show. Um, last week. So I thought I'd show it to you again. There you go. See how much I care about what you think. Uh, she doesn't care about what we think. Uh, renewables, there you go. 18%, no coal at all today. Global warming since 1880. This seemed to be what a lot of people were upset about. The number... Uh, there, 1.27299016. There you go. Uh, st One still what, what was that? What was that last bit there? That was important. She reads out the number. 016. There you go. Uh, st ha. Ha. Still to come, we're uh, about to show you a remarkable escape by well, a police I, officer in the US. Yeah, forget the remarkable escape from the police officer in the US. I don't know about you, dear listener, but that put me in my place. I won't be taking the piss out of Kay anymore regarding the climate change and the climate crisis, the climate catastrophe, the climate Armageddon, which is coming our way. Hey, speaking of mad people, the royal events in this country do tend to bring out the nutters, you know, the ones who rush to the mall or rush to just outside the palace weeks before the event, right, I'm exaggerating, a week or 10 days before the event, they pitch up a tent, don't they? They dress themselves in Union Jack colours. They're crazies, really. And there's one lad this time around called John. John is a few sandwiches short of a picnic and he's really into the royal family and he is present and correct standing by for the coronation of Charles this weekend, the official coronation. Really is a few sandwiches short of a picnic, yeah. All the media have interviewed John, but here he is with GB News. He's known as Superfan John. Superfan. So, John, first of all, I feel very honoured to be in your presence because you're, you're quite famous all over the internet at the moment. You've been here for six days. Why? Exactly. Well, because we like we like we like to, to, to for the build up. That's why we we, we like to come early. We like the build up. The build up. But six days is a long time. Do you ever get bored? <laughs> no. Yeah. What? No, because we don't get bored because we we got nature. We got St James's. We've got nature. Does he mean the pigeons? Park here in front of us. We've got all the wildlife. Got Does he mean pigeons? Got Buckham Palace there. Behind us, you've got the uh, Clarence House. And of course, we see all the tourists come here. And they always say to us, why don't people do it in our country, what you do? That's why. Because they're not crazy. Why are we coming here? And I bet the tourists absolutely love you. Oh, they, well, they adore us all, I think. They adore us all. And of course, we're looking for the coronation. And what's going to hit me most is when the, on the 6th of May, on the coronation day, when the gold the coronation gold coach goes by here and I see King Charles III with his king, uh, his crown, uh, the imperial state crown and his, and his queen Camilla wearing the St Mary's, Mary's crown. Love the detail. That's, that's when I've seen the coronation and that's going to really be moving for me. Brilliant. I bet you John has a china cabinet. Did your grandmother have a china cabinet? My grandmother had a china cabinet. 
and in it was China. The most wretched, cheap tat you've ever seen in your life. I hope my aunties are not listening now. They won't be too impressed with that. But China, I bet you this guy has a China cabinet full of royal artefacts going down the years. China cabinets. Superfan John. Uh, to a more serious story. Russia claims that Ukraine, or the Ukrainian military, used a drone to attack the Kremlin. Did you see this? Did Ukraine do that? Is that really a likely thing to have happened? Could have been Donald Rumsfeld. Could have been Dubia, maybe. Uh, the United States. No, it probably wasn't the United States. It's all a bit silly now, this Ukraine situation. I don't know what to believe. But footage has been provided to the media. Footage of what appears to be an object soaring above the Kremlin and then exploding. What's going on in Ukraine? Do you have any idea? Would you like to share it with me when I open the telephone lines shortly? Just in case you don't have access to social media. The details, by the way... It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44 161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Yeah, I'm still with superfan John and the wildlife on the mall. I mean, foxes, you might see a fox on the mall at four o'clock in the morning. You'll see a pigeon, but I don't, I can't think of any other wildlife. Maybe David Attenborough's missed something. There's where you set your cameras up now, down on the mall. So I don't know what to believe about the Ukraine situation. What do you think is going on there? It's been a year and three, a year and four months now. We know the consequences of this economically. We know the cost of energy, the cost of things in the supermarket. What's happening? Does anybody have any clue? Let me know. Here's a really important story. We like a bit of civil disobedience, don't we, dear listener? Anti-ULEZ campaigners. ULEZ is ultra-low emission zones. And if you live in London and your car isn't ULEZ compliant or your van, in other words, you bought your car seven or eight years ago, most places now you will be charged, if you drive your non-compliant vehicle, you could be charged £12.50 pence for going around London, going about your business. You might get that charge more than once in a daytime. The brainchild of the utterly despotic Sadiq Khan. A wretched little bastard. If ever one walked the earth, Sadiq Khan. What a horrible little monster. So we've talked about this a lot, right? And we like a bit of civil disobedience. So some people in London have been called heroes because they are dismantling the ULEZ cameras. These are balaclava-wearing people now. They are called Action Against Unfair ULEZ and they have put images out showing balaclava, excuse me, balaclava-clad vigilantes, that's how they've been described by LBC Radio, grasping four dismantled cameras, one held aloft in each hand. Bit of a fight back and a pushback from the people. Now, Shadow Chancellor of the Labour Party, Rachel Reeves, She's a shadow chancellor, meaning if Labour is returned to government after the next election, she would be the chancellor of the Exchequer. She was on LBC Radio with Nick Ferrari today. Ferrari wanted to know if she supported the ULEZ scheme in London, led by her Labour Party colleague Sadiq Khan. What did Rachel Reeves say? Could Nick Ferrari get a straight answer from Reeves? Well, look, I'm a Leeds MP and we don't have that up um, uh, here. No. Um, we don't have those sorts of uh, congestion charges in the city where uh, I represent. So look, I'm not across all the ins and outs of um, of, of the congestion charge in London. Um, well, but what, I do what do you need to know? People... It's, it's an additional £12.50 a day for vehicles of a certain age. Broadly yeah. speaking, are you in support of such a measure? 
Well, we want to help people with the cost of living crisis, which is why one of the key pledges we're making in these council elections is to use that money from the windfall tax on the energy giants to freeze people's council tax uh, this year. My understanding is that in London, there are also plans to help people uh, to buy those more uh, energy efficient, low carbon uh, 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 vehicles, but you know, I'm a Leeds MP, I, very I hear, focused but you are on, shadow, on what's happening in, you, in my you, area. You, you are shadow chancellor, so when I tell you, let's broaden it out. A report published today by the Centre for Economics and Business Research says that ULES expansion will cost the regional economy of London five hundred and thirty-eight million pounds at least each year. Again, as shadow chancellor. You must have a view. Do you support ULES expansion? You must have a view, young lady. It's going to cost the economy half a billion quid. It's going to close businesses. What do you say? You're supposed to be the party of the working people. Rachel, have you got an answer? I think there's a difficult balancing act. You know, oh, the, Jesus. There was a, a, a young girl. Oh, Jesus. Who died, and the cause of death on her death certificate was because of air pollution yes. in her area. I think that was in It was um, in Catford, Catford in, in uh, South East uh, London. In, in yeah. Woman, I didn't ask you about some young girl who had asthma who died of air pollution, which is nonsense in any case. Do you support the rollout of ULES and what it means for people who try who drive older vehicles and who cannot afford to buy a new vehicle? Do you support the damage this will do to the economy, Shadow Chancellor? A, yeah. a few years ago. And yeah. she waffles on, so let's leave her. It's 14 minutes past the hour. It's uh, Wednesday's Richie Allen Show from a sweltering Costa del Salford here in the northwest of the UK. Taking your calls shortly on the numbers I've already given you. I look forward to that. Well, it'll be WhatsApp from then on. I hope you understand that. It is out of my control. Microsoft has been suspending both of my Skype accounts, making it impossible for me to take phone calls. I can send messages to people, but not make or receive phone calls. They unblock it, and then it gets blocked again. It's a pattern. It's deliberate. It's not about me. I'm not being targeted specifically. It's the radio show. And that's how it is going. So we've got WhatsApp. Um, that'll be up and running by next week. And it'll be very cool because there will be a QR code on richieallen.co.uk. I know. I, I hate this shit. I really hate it. But at the moment, there isn't an alternative. I, there isn't any other way I can do it. We could do that toy uh, two, uh, two, two tin cans together and a wire and do it the way we used to do it when we were kids and our best friend was living next door, telephoned by the two tin cans and the wire. We could do that. But I don't know any other way to feckin' do it. So it's got to be WhatsApp. I don't like Facebook either. Meta, which owns WhatsApp. I hate them all. What am I going to do? So if you've got a phone, most people have a smartphone these days. Most people do. You'll be able to open your camera, point it at my website, and you will be immediately connected to the WhatsApp phone number for The Richie Allen Show. And from there on in, you'll be able to phone me during phone-in programmes. Does that make sense to you? It doesn't really make sense to me. I don't know how it works. Paul Ripley is a genius. He could find, if he was out in the wild, he could find an old cornflakes box. He could find a couple of old wires and a half-dead battery. And Paul would build you a spaceship that would probably get you as far as, uh, I don't know, Burnley maybe. He's a bit of a genius, is Paul. So WhatsApp from now on in. But today, we'll use Skype. We'll use the telephone thing. How do you know it'll work today, Baldy? Because I've been assured that it will work today. They're not going to block it today. 
That's mad. It's mad. I mean, it's it's small beer when it when when it compares to some of the other censorship we've witnessed. You know, not just here, but for other content creators. But it does get a bit tiresome from time to time to time to time when it keeps happening and it keeps fucking you up and you think you're a professional radio presenter and producer and you sound like some... I won't finish that sentence because it'll offend somebody. It's 16 minutes past the hour. Is this government rushing through anti-protest legislation in time for Juggier's big day on Saturday? Well, Julia Hartley Brewer of Talk TV asks the question to the Security Minister Tom Tugendhat. Are you rushing through anti-protest legislation to make sure that Big Ears has a good day out? Here's the question, you'll hear the answer. I just want to ask you first of all about these um, new anti-protest powers being rushed into law in time for the coronation as of today. Lots of people concerned that priority has been given to a major event like this, but actually, you know, people have been struggling for months, even years now, dealing with eco-protesters. And are we losing our right to protest? No, Julia, we're not. What we're doing is we're making sure that people can get around the country. You know, if we want to halve inflation, if we want to grow the economy, reduce debt, cut waiting lists and stop the votes, we've got to have an economy that is growing and delivering for the whole of the United Kingdom. And those five promises are essential to the British people. So what we're doing is we're bringing forward powers that the police asked for many, many months ago, before we knew there was a coronation coming. And we're making sure that they're in place in time for this major national event. I think that's a really important thing to do, and I think that's a good thing for the British people. Um, well, we shall see what happens. I mean, it's obviously had that uh, uh, sort of arrest outside Buckingham Palace yesterday. There are real concerns about security ahead of the coronation, aren't there? Well, this is something you'll understand that I'm not going to talk to you about in any detail at all, but it is something I've been working on with some fantastic people, some amazing police officers and some wonderful intelligence officers who've really put together an extraordinary package in order to deal with not just the kind of protests that we might face here, but of course with foreign leaders from around the world, heads of state and government. You know, it could be protests from anywhere in the United... uh, Sorry, anywhere around the world. Lovely. She didn't ask him for, you know, she didn't press him on the anti-democratic nature of making it difficult for people to protest. No, she didn't. Of course not. Richard Sunday's been in touch. Hi, Richard. He says, Richie, it's great when your washing dries in the afternoon sun. That's about the most important thing that's ever been texted to the Richie Allen Show. Thank you, Richard. Hi to Keen. Good, good afternoon, Keen. Hi to Tim. The drone attacks on the Kremlin. Putin vows retaliation against the terrorists in Kiev. Zelensky extends his stay in Finland. We're governed by psychopaths, says Tim. Thank you, Tim. I to fill in Belfast. He says, that's not John. That's Jamie Feckin Bryson. Hi to Jeff. Uh, hi to Paul, who says, evening all, for goodness sake. Super fan, John, give me strength. My friend Jean-Anne says, go easy on John, sure he's a bit simple. Probably, but sure you know. I reserve the rights, as I said to Jean Ant, to, to wind people up. He'll never hear it anyway. Um, Denise says, loving the civil disobedience groups dismantling the ULS cameras, the dystopian cameras. You can't beat a bit of that, civil disobedience, says Denise. Also loved seeing the Celtic fans singing, you can stick your coronation up your arse. I can't sing in a Scottish accent. I can't speak in a Scottish accent. But that's about my best ever there. You can stick your coronation up your arse. Yes. Ah, look, let them have it, you know. I'm not British. I don't care one way or the other. Cliff Moore has downloaded the app. Thank you, Cliff. Hi to Dan, who says, Did you know that the pound was worth over five Swiss francs in 1974? 
the British pound would get you just over five Swiss francs. Today, it is a little over one franc. All the money is in Swiss bank accounts and it's up to the rest of the world how to get it back. Says Dan. Dan, are you planning a raid on the banks in Switzerland? Let me know. I'm a good driver. Gaz says, Richie, last year I drove through London in my smelly old diesel, parked outside the National History Museum, paid nothing for parking, drove home to Cambridgeshire later that day. My fine is currently £700 and I'm getting the bailiffs a-knocking. The bailiffs have come knocking, says Gaz. This is freedom in the UK. I won't be paying a penny and I will do it again. Good man, Gaz, and I do believe you, pal. I like that. Um, Martin and Linda in España. We wonder if the weather will be clear blue skies over London. Will it be engineered? Good question. Good evening to Gail too. Leave a comment via the website richieallen.co.uk. Lots of comments there. Pandora says, who made him mayor? Well, the ladies of the Ulez moats did aloft the mighty Ulez cameras and thus I was bestowed as mayor of the Can Annals. <laughs> That goes on. Thank you, Pandora. That's something you'll be able to read out yourself. When the WhatsApp goes live, you'll be able to send me a WhatsApp voice message. Yes, isn't that lovely? And I'll be able to pre-listen to it and decide whether or not to play it or not, whether you'll get me into trouble. Craig says, if we take the climate change scare at its word, then we must ask what it is that we have had since the late 1800s that could possibly have contributed significantly to the warming. Could it, for example, be the ever-increasing use of electricity that gives out electromagnetic radiation and agitates positive ions, both of which cause heating or a heating effect? And solar panels draw down UV light, heat, and radiate it quite a bit, just the thought says Craig. Very good, Craig. Very good indeed. Fantastic. By the way, if you're living overseas, the WhatsApp will work for you just as well as it will work for people in the UK. If you have a WhatsApp account, you'll be able to call me and it won't cost you any money. Okie doke. What else did I want to talk about today before we move on and take some of your telephone calls? Before we move on and take some of your telephone calls. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Fantastic. Yes, lovely. And to those of you who say, if I'm really that, not, if I'm really that disinterested in the video, maybe I shouldn't do it. No, no, it's no big deal. It doesn't bother me at all. Radio is an intimate medium. I know a lot about radio. I've worked in radio for many, many, many years. And the reason I know a lot about it is because I worked for some of the best people that ever opened a microphone. Carrie Crowley, um, Billy McCarthy, Oliver Carroll, amazing people that I was lucky enough to work with. Paul Byrne, wonderful presenters. That's um, what happened to you then, Baldy? That's a good bloody question. I'm not saying I can do it, but I know about it. And it's an intimate medium. It's a one-to-one -one medium. I'm speaking to you and nobody else today. It's you and me, me and you, Misha Augustusa. And I do believe that a person listening to a radio broadcast is more likely to take in what they have heard, listen to it. I don't mean learn from it because that would be arrogant, but they are more likely to hear it and process it and decide what to do with it than they are if they, if they consume that same programme on a video and I think that's a fact so that's the only bit of a sad thing for me but the cameras are not intrusive I won't be aware of them I'm not interested in them but I'd prefer we just did radio radio you know 
as the radio was meant to be. Don't think it's a coincidence that they all do cameras in the studio now. LBC Talk TV, BBC Radio 5, BBC Radio 4. I believe that there was a movement against radio. Why are they getting rid of FM, dear listener? Why do you think they're getting rid of FM? Why? Ask yourself the question. I propose that the lunatics running this asylum that we are aware that we are in, they know too that radio is a dangerous thing. Dangerous thing. Listen to the lyrics. Radio Gaga by Queen. It's a dangerous thing, radio. So they're getting rid of it and they are increasingly encouraging people to get their radio on a smart device where they can watch the radio presenters. Well, call me a bit of an idiot and you can if you, if you want, but that isn't radio then, is it? It's television and that's a completely different thing. This is a mad story. You know the way everybody wants to rename everything now because, because we have to rename it because somebody connected to that place, that building over there 300 years ago, somebody had a sugar plantation in the Caribbean. So let's rename the street, right? Before every black person in England melts down. Right? And you'll find that most black people, I know a few black people and they... Well, they just have no interest in any of this. So this is happening everywhere. Let's let's name something different. And can you believe it's come to the Gaelic Athletic Association in Ireland? <laughs> Fintan O'Toole is a wretched, rancid, rat-faced bastard of a human being who sold out the Irish people through his column in the Irish Times many years ago. He is a disgusting human being. We, 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 we've talked about carrying around the leather gloves in our back pocket and only once in a while, because you can't do it too often because it loses its effect, we've talked about removing the leather gloves and smacking somebody across the face. A stinging slap now. Nothing that causes permanent injury. Um, I'd love to do that to Fintan O'Toole. A rancid, wretched, rat-faced bastard who sold out the Irish people. A scumbag, if ever a scumbag, ever wrote for a national newspaper. Oh God, did he propagandise for the Irish government during the Covid scam. Oh, I'm, I, I'm actually boiling, even as I think of this scum. Look at him online, just look at him. Look for a photograph of him. Look at the state of him. You can see it in these people's faces. Machiavellian doesn't even begin to cover it. I hate him. And then I stop myself. You can't be like that, Richie. Listen to Mark Poyersky. Listen to Peter Ebden. Listen to people you've had on this programme over the years. Don't be like that. That energy is no good. And then I calm down and I do the Jackie Gleason thing from Smoking the Bandit too. Hum. But Fintan O'Toole is... He's vile. And he's written that... Um, let me just tell you. Up and down... The, the GAA... Ads had the Brown Envelopes Brigade. It has one or two Egypts, and it has had one or two Egypts over the years. But the GEA is a remarkable thing. I don't have the time here to talk to you about what the Gaelic Athletic Association is, where it came from. It is the guardian of our national games in Ireland, hurling and Gaelic football. Up and down the country in Ireland, in every parish on our island, those of us who come from Ireland, there are dozens and dozens now in every city, in every community, there are one or two or three GAA clubs where young boys and girls go to play hurling and camogie and Gaelic football. And the National Lottery, even though we don't like gambling, 
has done very well, has done some great things for Gaelic uh, games in Ireland and for the clubs that um, put on these games and give a place for young children and young men and women to go. And if they're good enough one day playing for their local club, they might be selected for the county, and that's Nirvana for a young boy or girl who plays Gaelic, Horning or Camogie. Wonderful, right? And, um, yeah, I, I'm a late comer to Gaelic games. I only got into it in the late 1990s. And I wish I'd played it when I was younger. I love my hurling and I love my Gaelic football. Waterford not doing too well in the hurling at the moment. But that's neither here nor there. Now, a lot of clubs up and down the country will, will carry the name of John Mitchells. If you're in Ireland, you'll know this. And um, John Mitchells... I'm not too sure about excuse me, Waterford or County Waterford. Maybe there are. But John Mitchells, let me read you this from News Talk. Discussions about renaming John Mitchells GAA in Tralee are not sitting well with locals, according to a councillor in Kerry. There have been calls to rename John Mitchells GAA clubs across the country, rename them due to his historic support for slavery. Irish Times columnist Fintan O'Toole what did we call him a minute ago? I won't repeat it. He called on all clubs named after John Mitchells to consider renaming, suggesting that the links to slavery, wait for it, quote, bind Irish local and national identities to notions of racial superiority, end quote. Where's me leather gloves? Where's me leather gloves? So if your club is called John Mitchells GAA Club in Tralee, you are bound, you are binding Irish local and national identity to notions of racial superiority. And then he went on to say in his piece in the Irish Times, did this idiot, um, um, O'Toole, that Trinity College Dublin's decision to rename the Berkeley Library can start the conversation about other renamings. But a councillor from Tralee called Sam Locke went on to News Talk to speak about this. Here's some of the exchange with the presenter whose name I can't remember because it doesn't matter. Have a listen. Continuing to honour a fanatical racist gives good clubs a bad name. So wrote Fintan O'Toole in yesterday's Irish Times when he called on GA clubs named after slavery advocate John Mitchell, uh, he, oh, John Mitchell, of course, of Young Irelanders fame as well, uh, to consider changing their name. Sam Locke is an independent councillor for Tralee, uh, home of John Mitchell's GAA. Uh, Sam, would there be any appetite locally for renaming a, a very famous club in, in John Mitchell's? Good morning, Shane. Morning. Uh, from, from what I gather from my constituents here, anyway, that always come from the Mitchell's area, there isn't a great appetite for this. Um, the Mitchell's Club has been formed in the early 1800s and generations of people have played with that club and their families have spread all over Tralee and, and, and the wider community and in, even off to America. And speaking to people in recent months about the issue, there isn't that appetite there because their association to the John Mitchell's Club uh, has gone back uh, that far. And looking into the history of John Mitchell and what he has been condemned, and rightly so condemned, of being associated with slavery, it, it doesn't actually sit in the, in, in the minds of the young people today as to what happened back in the 1800s. 
Yeah, young people don't know anything about that. Happened a long time ago. John Mitchell's is a good name. And lots of other places are called Mitchell's. So you have Mitchell Street, Mitchell's Lane. Let's just leave well enough alone, says the rather sensible local councillor, the county councillor, John Locke. That being said, that being I suppose said, if we have to go down the road of changing uh, and, and getting rid of the name John Mitchell out of Tralee, you're talking about a vast area and a vast population that would have to be considered in the Mitchells area itself, you've got Mitchells Court, Mitchells Road, Mitchells Avenue, and all those catchment areas there attached to the John Mitchells Club that would have to take, I suppose, a certain step back and think uh, as to how they will rename their little townland and, and, uh, and their estates. And it's not sitting well. It's not sitting well with the people of Trulli. As he said earlier, there's no appetite for it. Have you any old appetite? Can you imagine the county councillors going door to door in Tralee? Hello, how are you? I'm John Locke there, independent county councillor. You might know me. I was wondering if you had any old appetite at all for changing the name of John Mitchell's GAA club. You haven't. You haven't. Grand. Have a good evening then. Thanks very much, lovely. Oh, Christ. And he went on to say that... He ta- this is Fintan O'Toole now. This is the presenter talking about Fintan O'Toole. Thought retaining Mitchell's name belied the GA's standing as one of Irish society's greatest assets in the fight against racism. What? The GAA? One of Ireland's greatest assets in the fight against racism? There's no racism in Ireland. And xenophobia, and he mentioned a whole lot. There's no xenophobia in Ireland either. A lot of county players who um, uh, are from, a, you know, a, a wider ethnic uh, inclusion, uh, as, as he put it. Listen to that bullshit, a wider ethnic inclusion. There's plenty of young men and women, and even in the county game, young men and women who are w- w- men and women of colour, whose family, whose parents maybe came to Ireland 15, 20 years ago, West Africa maybe, other parts of the world, and their kids are playing Gaelic games now, and the Irish are just fine and dandy with it. The Irish are like, it's great, isn't it? Fantastic, lovely. It's great, because we never thought in the 1980s we'd ever see black children playing hurling. And there's no, absolutely no, there's plenty of appetite for it now. There's plenty of appetite for the children of colour playing the Gaelic games. There's no problem here. But Fintan O'Toole says, you know, what did he say exactly? It basically binds the GAA clubs their local and national identities to notions of racial superiority if they won't do what he says and change the name to something else. Uh, like, does it, does it undermine the, the... What would they call these clubs in Ireland, I suppose? What would they call these clubs? If you... And by the way, John Mitchell's GEA clubs are not confined to Ireland. You'll find one in Liverpool. Would you believe that? I'm doing a bit of research on the run. There is a John Mitchell's GEA in Waterford. I'm an idiot. There is. So you've got John Mitchell's GEA clubs all over the country, including in Port Laurier. What would they call these clubs? I mean, they could go completely and utterly woke, couldn't they? And, and, and use names like Nelson Mandela and Winnie Mandela, even Winnie, Winnie Mandela. Who are you playing in the Camogie? If you had a daughter, she's 13. Who have you got on Sunday? Who have you got on Sunday? We have uh, Winnie Mandela GEA club. Are they any good? Oh, they're fierce altogether. They're fierce altogether. I know you playing then the week after that um, Martin Luther King Jr. GA club from, from Fives. Uh, yeah, do you know Fives you do? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's how absolutely crazy this nonsense is. That know? argument, does it undermine the GA to be associated with people like John Mitchell, do you think? But as I've already say, said to you, if we have to go down that road and rewrite history and 
with renamed places. I love this. See, he just gets tired of him. I've already told you. I've already told you. Uh, as I said, it's probably the same factor above in Dublin, it's the same factor in Cork, and the same factors in, 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 in Limerick. And most of the GA clubs in, uh, that, that would be associated with, with, with that kind of comment, uh, you know, where, where would we stop? Okay. We well, have to look at do it, do it, do it. Where would it stop? Good man, absolutely. Jean Anne has shamed me. She's right. She mentioned mentions Paul McGrath, one of the greatest f- football soccer players, I should say, in this context, ever to pull on the green jersey for Ireland. Yeah, Paul McGrath, Paul McGrath, Paul McGrath, GAA club. Uh, Phil Linnett, GAA club. Phil Linnett, fantastic. The time is 24 minutes to the top of the hour now. It's actually not even. It's 25 minutes to the top of the hour. I'll be taking your phone calls and Skypes in a few moments. I'd love to hear from you for the first time. I'd also like you to keep it fairly swift, like, you know. I'm not going to kick you off after a few seconds. But come on and be succinct. Make a point on anything. I look forward to hearing from you. The contact details are on the website. They're on the website at Live Comment. They are on, say it for me, Richie. They're on Facebook and on Twitter as well. But here they are. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Right, so it's over to you then, right? It's over to you. Now, if you don't call me, if nobody calls me, I'm going to the pub. It's 19 degrees out there, it's sunny, and there is a beer garden around the corner. So it's over to you, right? Call me. It's working tonight. Here's uh, the Bee Gees and Nights on Broadway, the Richie Allen Show, broadcasting live from BBG Terrace here in Salford. I'm Richie Allen. Welcome to the programme. Right, that's the Bee Gees and Nights on Broadway. The time is 20 minutes to the top of the air. You've got the contact details now. Give me a shout. We'll move it along swiftly. I Do I dare say good evening to Dory? Good evening, Dory. Good evening, Richie. Do you know if you weren't there, Dory? You know what I was going to do. I was going to go on the. I I was going to go on the Aer Lingus website. I was going to fly out to the US. I was going to take those leather gloves from the back pocket of my jeans and smack you across the face. But thank God you are there, so there's no need for any any such um, traveling to the US. How are you, by the way? I'm fine. I'm going to be traveling your way soon. You're coming back to the old country. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, you've been you've been um, you've been home plenty of times. What's the occasion this time before we get some important opinions from you? What's the occasion? Oh no, I haven't been since I was a teenager with my grandfather. Um and I'm going to the Tuatha de Danon in Cork, which John Waters is going to be presenting at. Oh John is there too, yeah, lovely. Yeah. Very much looking forward to it. That'll be an amazing trip that. Yeah, I'll be looking up the folks. I'm sure your father knew my uncle, who was a Catholic priest, used to go there every time to Waterford, get the crystal. Um, yeah, but it was three, at its peak, there were 3,000 workers at Waterford Crystal. Would you believe that? 3,000. Wow. In, in the late 70s into the early to mid 80s, 3,000. Now, they weren't all cutting the crystal or uh, glass blowers, you know, lots of different trades make up a crystal factory but about 3,000 so it's unlikely but then you never know right the floor is yours what would you like to say Dory well first I want to say I'm very upset that you're you're I won't be able to call in after today 
because I don't have a cell phone. And I, it's not that I never had a cell phone or I lost it and I just decided not to replace it because I don't want to be tracked everywhere, et cetera. So I tried to download WhatsApp on my laptop, nothing doing. I had to have a QR code. Yeah. Right. So it's, you know, you well, kind of step in into that area. But well, there isn't anything I can do about that. If you have Microsoft shutting down your Skype accounts, and they are doing that to prevent me using them during live phone in shows, I'm left with little other option, really. I can't put landlines in here because it's too messy. I've got to be, it, it's got to be digital. And and there isn't, it, it's totally out of my hands, so it's got to be WhatsApp. And that's about the well, size Facebook. of it. Facebook is another option because you can have that on the laptop, but you know, it's not good either. So, it's, it's not great yeah. either. No, but Guan, you've yeah. got more important things to say than that. Go ahead. Yes. So I want to, again, encourage everyone to, we're working very hard on the clean air act here in Connecticut. And, you know, as you often say, and I agree hundred percent, these people who get into office are not really working for us. So that has become, uh, you know, obvious to us here because they're not moving our bill, you know, to end the spraying in the sky. So now we have gone to, um, we're going to be filing affidavits and notices of liability. And um, the other very important thing is, um, and this, I've never heard this anywhere in the news. And the only reason I know it is because a fellow who was on the peace bus back in February handed me a flyer. The governor of New York is trying to build a quarantine camp in upstate New York. <laughs> and why? Why? Hang on, hang on. What for a future pandemic? Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> to put me in, Richie. That's to put you for. in for a start. And and listen, I, I I don't doubt you, but if I didn't ask this, I wouldn't be doing my job. Is there evidence of this? Has, has the media covered this? The media hasn't covered it, but I just listened to a radio interviewer with the lawyer. Uh, right. There's a rally in Albany. You know, if you look it up, um, if you go to uh, unitingnewyorkstate.com, that's the website of the people fighting it. I totally believe and you, by the way. Hang on a sec. Just in case listeners think I've completely lost my mind. I'm not saying that if it's in the media, we can believe it. I'm not saying that at all. But some people will say, has the press given this any coverage? Because it's easy then to, to take that and share it with people. But just because the press hasn't covered it, of course, doesn't mean... It isn't happening. I believe that's the sort of thing we can expect in the near future now as they hand powers of pandemic response over to the World Health Organization. So New York wants to build a quarantine camp, eh? Wow. Yeah, and as far as I know, I've, I've never heard of it. Of course, I don't watch the news. So, I mean, I'm, you're welcome to look it up. But the governor of New York, so she attempted to do this. There are actually... Um, so she lost. So the Supreme Court said, no, it's against the Constitution. So now she's mounting an appeal so that they're not going to let it go. They really want this. Right? Yeah. And um, so even some of the lawmakers in New York State are saying, wait a minute, this is our job to make laws, you know, which is what we saw during the scandemic. The governor, the president just made laws and the police were enforcing them. Tell me this, the, the governor of Florida is getting a lot of positive press in the alternative media it's because he seemingly has taken an anti-woke stance on a number of issues but yet there there are other areas of concern around this particular guy and um, we're talking about ron DeSantis, of course what's your take on him dory on DeSantis? well um 
I heard recently that, you know, I was kind of admiring him. One of my friends moved to Florida um, from New York, but he was, a, a, you know, and I don't know if it's true. He was, worked at Guantanamo as a, in the concentration camp there. Yeah, he did. As yeah. a guard. Now, anybody who would do that, totally unlawful facility, torturing people who didn't commit crimes, most of them, as far as I know, that's a person I wouldn't want. Tell me anywhere. this story. I believe he was a legal advisor there. He was. Oh, there. that's even worse. Yes, that's right. And he was asked. He was instrumental in force feeding and and other things which are considered by many to be torture and waterboarding. He was quite happy to see men who'd been picked up in Afghanistan. And of course, he would have known that these men were sold down the river for 30 pieces of silver because the American military in Afghanistan was asking the local people, who were stone broke, of course, no money, to point out the Taliban. Sure, people were giving up their bloody grandparents, weren't they? People were saying, right. that guy over there, he's Taliban, with no evidence. And these people were then put, put in chains, thrown on a plane and sent to Guantanamo. And yeah, Bridge, um, excuse me, DeSantis was, was quite happy for these people to be waterboarded. So maybe not such a nice guy. Yeah, they're all actors, and I would say the same about, you know, my heart kind of fluttered when RFK Jr. announced, but I have a friend who's very red-pilled, as they say, and she sent me a whole pile of poop about him. Well, what's the truth and about he, RFK and climate change? What's the absolute truth? Because I've seen two different statements um, attributed to RFK Jr. One is where he seems to suggest that climate deniers are thrown in prison. And another one where he seems to be open-minded to the idea that climate change theory is nonsense, which which is true. Will, will the real RFK Jr. please stand up? What, what do you think? I don't think there is a real RFK Jr. It's all created for our consumption. You know, yeah, she yeah. sent me so much stuff. He's married three times. His wife committed suicide. Um, you know, other things that, oh, well, personal note. Before I forget, I want to encourage you to get my friend, Mr. Abraham Bolden, on the show. Um, he was the first black Secret Service agent, has incredible story. Uh, he wrote a book called Echo from Dealey Plaza. He was handpicked by JFK, knew him and the family. And he got a call from RFK the night before uh, he announced. And so I call Mr. Bolden kind of regularly because he's an elderly person and he's not in good health. And I said, oh, is this... Does he call you, you know, usually? He said, no, nope, never heard from him before. Is that right? <laughs> even, First time. Even when Mr. Bolden was in jail for trying to tell the truth about who murdered his uncle. You know, they didn't help him. And uh, his fellow Secret Service agents, uh, black, you know, what do you call? Stitched him up, as you Stitched say. Stitched him up, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, incredible he's... story. He's more love, than welcome to come to on. Well, if he would, we'll just connect us and, and, and we'll do it. I'm going to take um, some more calls, Dory. Great to hear from you today. Yeah, I sent you his info in an email. Please do, and I'll get in touch immediately. Oh, of course we'll have him on, absolutely. Great stuff, Dory. Great Very to hear good. from you. Same here. And enjoy, if we don't speak before, enjoy your trip to the old country and meeting John Waters. He's an exceptional human being, John, isn't he? Yes. I'll have a Guinness with him, I hope. Have a pint of stout. Well, he doesn't drink. He's not drunk for 35 years, but I'm sure he'll have a cup of tea while you have your pint of Guinness. Thanks, Dory. That was uh, Dory on the line. Call me. The contact details are on the website. They're on the Twitter and Facebook pages as well. And if you haven't uh, got access to those, here they are now. 
It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. And there are many, many messages coming in via the app and via the website. I will read them out in a few minutes' time when I get a chance to do that. Back to the phones, though, or to the mobile phones. Caller, you're very welcome to the programme. It's yourself. Good evening. Sounds like the Hello. line. Ah, we've got you Richie. now. It is Richie. Who am I speaking with? Ah, well. Oh, the line is terrible. Right. Call back and try again. And if I don't hear from you, I'll make a note of the number and I'll call you myself. You're in a bad area for coverage, I think. It's 0161818 It's chat with Richie on Skype. Get in touch. Do you think RFK is a bit more, maybe? Than uh, how did Dory describe him? I don't know how she described him. He's a player, right? Um, it's same old, same old, right? Oh one six one eight one eight two zero one eight. It's plus four four one six one eight one eight two zero one eight. If you're calling from overseas, but you can call chat with Richie. That's chat with Richie. And uh, right, let's see, can we do it this time? Let's hope it's a better line now. Welcome back. Hello. You're 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 through. Let's Richie. hope the line holds up. It is Richie. It's definitely Richie. It's a bit. Who am I speaking with? The line's a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's Martin from Edinburgh. How you doing, Martin? The line is terrible, pal. I don't know where you are, but I know it's terrible. Right, the line. I is can good. hardly hear you, but um, anyway, I phoned you a couple of times there uh, last year. Um, uh, oh God, it's that Martin from Edinburgh, the flat earther again. The line is terrible, Martin. The line is terrible. Give me a give me a few minutes. I'll try. I'll, I've made a note of your number. I'll try and get you back on. The line is terrible. I find our our home in Salford is just just over a hundred years old. Believe it or not, and um, look, this might be a good thing. I think it is a good thing. We we don't get five G connectivity inside the house, which is a good thing, right? You would say. You would imagine that's not a bad thing. And sometimes I even struggle to make a mobile phone to mobile phone call, would you believe? Because the house is so... And, and, and we're, we're in Salford, like near Media City. So there are cell phone towers, mobile phone towers everywhere. And yet inside the house. So it doesn't matter if you're in a big city or not, Edinburgh or whatever. It, it, it can be absolutely shocking. We'll try Martin in a few minutes' time. Uh, while we're... Just before I take another call, let me read some messages because... You have taken the time to send them to me. The least I can do. Isabel asks, Richie, is the local GAA clubs or are the local GAA clubs in Ireland receiving grants from the government? And do they depend on such grants to survive? I'm just asking to understand the type of pressure they might come under to change their names. I'm no expert on the funding of the GAA. There, there, there is some government funding. A lot of it in the last 25, 30 years has come from the National Lottery. But I wouldn't be an expert on that. I'd have to look into it, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, it, it, the National Lottery has been huge uh, for the GEA in the last 25 to 30. When did the lottery come in to Ireland, the lotto? I th- I'm thinking 88 or 89. And after that, then, sporting clubs and associations in Ireland began to receive, you know, large tranches of funding, which went on building clubhouses and pitches and facilities and what not. 
Uh, Christine says, not any more rancid. Fintan O'Toole from the Irish Times. Not any more rancid or rat-faced as Joe Brawley, speaking of Gaelic games. Check out his Twitter. He's an absolute whore bag, says Christine. I'm aware of Joe Brawley, but I'm not too familiar with his... Um, Twitter feed. I must take a look at it. Uh, Cookie says, some young people today don't even know about September the 11th or what it meant. So can you imagine going back to the slave trade? Although, in my opinion, it hasn't stopped, says Cookie. Thanks for that. Tim was back to say, breaking news, Zelensky reportedly updating his Twitter pronouns to was slash were. Yeah, I hear that. Jock asks, will I watch Donald Trump being interviewed by Nigel Farage tonight. Of course I won't, Jock, because Nigel Farage is not going to interview Donald Trump. It's preposterous. It's basically gaslighting the the the, the viewers of GB News. It is gaslighting in the extreme. Nigel Farage would no more ask a difficult question of Nigel Farage than Laura Kunzberg on the BBC would ask uh, Rishi Sunak. It'll be softball questions for Trump, They'll speak a lot about the royal wedding. Trump will say he doesn't like Meghan Markle, but he'll say he really likes the royal family. He'll say that um, Rishi Sunak should get a good trade deal with the United States. Trump will say, if I'm returned to the Oval Office, we'll have a great relationship with the UK. It'll be monumental bollocks. Nigel Farage is not a journalist. I wonder if Nigel Farage is a human being, to be honest. Scum of the earth, I would say. Hmm... That spectre again of, of politicians being handed television shows. Yes, Julia says, RFK has talked about his past and isn't proud of some of what he has done. No one's perfect, but he appears to be a man of integrity. He sacrificed a lot personally to speak out about vaccine safety. And Gavin says, Richie, I've been listening for about a year. This is my first comment, says Gavin, via the app. He says, keep up uh, the good work. You're very kind. Thank you. Taking your telephone calls and Skypes, if I can, between now and the end of the programme. Details pinned to live comment on richieallen.co.uk. Also on Twitter and on Facebook. That fired a bit early. Let's try it again. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Get in touch with me between now and seven o'clock. Back to the comments. I'm hoping this is working. I think it is working. <laughs> Michael says on the website RFK Jr. was put in place or positioned to lead the health freedom movement in the direction in which the cabal wants it to go. He isn't on our side, says Michael. He is pro-government, pro-vaccine and pro-tyranny. No thanks, RFK. Well, is he pro-vaccine? Do you mean that he's pro... that he's pro-measles vaccines and stuff like that, Michael? Let us know because he has spoken out very strongly against the COVID vaccines, hasn't he? We're back to the telephone calls. Caller, welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking with? Your life caller, who have I got? Who's on? Hello, Richie. Ah, your life. Thank God for that. Who am I speaking with? Oh, my, uh, Tyg is my name. How you doing, Tyg? Here in Dublin. Lovely to have you on, oh, pal. Thanks, yeah. How, how are things in yeah. Dublin this afternoon? Yeah. I'm guessing it's fair weather there too, is it? 
Yeah, it's lovely and sunny. It's warm, actually, Richie. Yeah, summer's in at last. Thank God, Tyg. Hey, listen, mate, so, thanks for taking the yeah. time out to call us. You're very welcome. What would you like to say? Thank you. Okay, Richie. So, uh, it's just a, a quick thing. But um, I got a, this, uh, from the ESB, I got a letter the, the other day to say that they're putting in smart meters. And uh, it, it, this is a, a national smart meter program. So, uh, it's just making the point that. Uh, we don't seem to have a say in it, you know, so they're just going to put in these meters whether we like it or not. Now, Toy, tell us this. So, um, you don't have to tell me this. Do you own or are you, are, are you, is it your own property? It's my own house, Richie, yeah. Now, look so, into uh, that, right, because I think if you're renting, you might be, you might be in a bit of a spot because if the if the landlord was to say, he or she would like a smart meter. If you're renting, you might be in trouble. But you owning your property, Tyg, you might be able to say to the ESB, um, thank you, but my analogue meter is fine. Thank you very much. You might be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give them a ring about it and see do we have this, any say at all, you know, about it. So uh, it's the last thing I want to, to have is one of those things. Absolutely right. Um, and do you know what, Tyg? You, could, yeah, also, you yeah. could also say that you've got issues with electromagnetic sensitivity and stuff. You could tell the ESP, oh, yes. these yeah, things are yeah. unhealthy for me, they make me sick, so no, no, I'll be sticking with the old meter. But that's, so you got a letter, and yeah. presumably then, probably most people in Dublin would have received a letter saying there's going to be a smart meter rollout then. Oh, I would say so, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I have the letter here in front of me, and they're saying on the day of arrival, the technician will come, and uh, they're still... Uh, Going along with the uh, or what do you call it, the COVID uh, things as regards that they'll be wearing protective clothing equipment while carrying out the work. Protective and, equipment. Uh, they've got set up a work exclusion zone around the meter where possible and sanitise their hands and equipment before and after the meter exchange. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Isn't it? So, so there's absolutely yeah. there's, there's obviously something inherently unhealthy about these meters. Ty, hang on a sec. Jean Ann Crowley has been on, and she says, "Yeah, she says, tell Tyg, you have to opt out. I can tell Tyg this because they wanted to put a smart meter in my house." Says Jean Ann. Only I wrote to them to say I didn't want one, and Tyg. Oh, good. Yeah, and she says Tyg is spot on. Reads them not telling us. That's what they're doing. Plus, um, loads of ads on the radio saying how great they are. You'll get accurate bills and all of this nonsense. You have to tell them you are not having one. And um, but uh, but there's been no info for the average citizen. Just just that we're putting them in. So that's pretty much the letter you got, which is we're putting them in and we'll be sending a man around. Well, get straight onto them, Tyg, right. and say no way. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yep, yeah, yeah, great. That's good to know that, Richie. Yeah, and uh, thanks to Jean Anne for getting on to your buzz there. Yeah, not at all. And do so, do uh, do, uh, do us a favor, yeah. um, uh, uh, pal. Do let us know how you get on. Um, I mean, you can reach out to me through the website, but I'd I'd love to hear the response from the ESB. Just for listeners overseas, that's the com- that's the the company basically which runs manages Ireland's electricity supply, basically, and will charge you for it. We don't have, in Ireland, do we, you don't have the option of getting your electricity anywhere else like we do in England. I don't think so. It's just the ESP. Uh, well, well, there's a number. There's electricity and there's a few more, but oh, there I are. think the, the ESP actually are the main one and they, 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 they do all the um, upgrading and so on. Yeah, so... 
Hey, tell me this before right, um, think... before I take another call. I've got to get your opinion on this. So what do you make of um, Fintan O'Toole writing in the Irish Times that um, GAA clubs should change their names? Otherwise, if they don't, they'll be seen as, you know, encouraging racism. It's crazy stuff, that time, oh. isn't it? It's crazy, absolutely. I, I didn't hear, hear the full story, Richie. I, I, um, you were talking about, you were discussing it when I came in, and uh, so I didn't hear the beginning of it. Yeah, it's just so, that there are, yeah, was, there, there are many John Mitchell's GAA clubs in Ireland, and because John Mitchell's mm. had some links to the slave trade 200 years ago, uh, they're, they're saying that the all of these clubs now need to change their, their name, which is absolutely ridiculous. But there seems to be some little pushback against it in Tralee, in Kerry, where local people there are saying this is for the board, so maybe common sense might win out, Tyke. Well, hopefully, Richie, yeah, that's all we can do. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, uh, let, let, uh, I love the show and uh, you're doing great work. So You're very kind, Tyke, and please let us know what the response is from the ESB. Okay, I will indeed, Richie. Yeah. Lovely to hear from you, mate. Yeah. God bless. Long time. Okay. Take care, Richie. All the best. Bye for now. Lovely to hear from Tig there from Dublin. So, the Electricity Supply Board. So, they said, uh, right, here we go. We'll be sending men around to put a smart meter in. And these men will have to wear protective clothing, clothing even. And we'll have to create an exclusion zone around the place where they're working. But sure, that's got to be down to... That's got to be down to the fact that these things are, the you know, the electro... Magnetic signal omitted by, uh, sorry, emitted, not omitted. Emitted by these things is unhealthy. A couple of callers trying to get through there while I was speaking with Stig. Do get in touch with me between now and 7 o'clock, three minutes past six. It's the Richie Allen Radio Show, live from Stormford here in the northwest of the UK. Let me do this back with more calls in a moment. Ask not what the BBG can do for you, but what you can do for the BBG. Support the Richie Allen Show now at richieallen.co.uk. Now, I gave Peter Ebden an honourable mention earlier on, an absolute gentleman and a scholar, one of the nicest guys you could hope to meet, mentioned about bad energy and not to be getting really angry about Fintan O'Toole. But Peter has just asked the question, asking the question, he's not making a statement, he's asking the question, is RFK Jr., is he... Isn't he pro the climate change agenda? Now, that's the information I have. I would also say, to be fair, that maybe if it is the case that RFK Jr. is all on board the climate change nonsense, because it is nonsense, maybe it's because he believes it. I'm not naive. Don't call me naive. Call me Shirley. I don't know, maybe. But uh, I did see that video where it did seem to be filmed some years ago. He was at an event somewhere. Looked like he, he had been jogging, in fact. Not sure if he had been jogging, but he did appear to say that those who w- were resistant to the idea that the climate is melting down and that the planet is warming up, he, he said, and again, it could have been tongue in cheek, he said they should be thrown in prison. So is RFK Jr. everything he's cracked up to be? Let me know via the website. Give me a call. 0161818 Chat with Richie. I'm pretty sure it is working. I've had serious problems with it. There was like six calls backed up in the system a minute ago and uh, that's why I was moving it along quickly. But um, they've dropped out. So do give me a shout between now and 7 o'clock. Let me read some more of your messages. Thank you for sending so many messages through the app, by the way. Chris was in touch to say please be discreet. He says, Sudanese refugees will be given free rail rail travel. A pal who works on the railway 
had the memo. I'd like to see the memo, though, before we endorse that, you know. James is in Drogheda. Hi, James. He says, you do not have to get a smart meter. I was able to avoid getting one in Drogheda. I was able to say no, says James. Thank you, James. And Holly says, Bobby Kennedy, or Robert Kennedy Jr., yes, is definitely not pro-vax. He handed Alan Dershowitz his arse on a plate in a 2020 debate about vaccines and medical tyranny. Well said, Holly. That's a, an interesting point. Keith is on the line. Hi, Keith. Evening, Richie. How are you? Good, buddy. Good. It's been a while, Keith. Lovely to have you back. Remind remind me, where are you? I am a Limerick man, actually in Sweden at the moment. You're in Sweden at the moment, Limerick. Yeah, speaking of GAA, Limerick sweeping all before them again in 2023. I think that's how well, it's going to be. not last weekend, Richie, unfortunately. No, not last <laughs> weekend, but the, week, the weekend before the game with us, the game at Waterford was a fantastically entertaining game of hurling, but only a blip for uh, for Limerick, I reckon. Keith, you're in Sweden. Um... What would you like to say, Paul? Well, on the smart meters, it seems like the Irish who don't want them will be able to uh, avoid them. That's a good thing. But anyway, buddy, over to you. What were you, what were you planning to say? Um, I suppose I was, what I was going to say was about RFK Jr. Say, it's pretty much established that the CIA took out his uncle. Sirhan Sirhan definitely didn't kill his father. So you can imagine that that was the deep state as well. Yeah. So does... Does RFK Jr. have to do a deal with the deep state? Or, you know, because surely he's expecting to go the same way as the two boys, you know? That's a brilliant question. What do you think? Well, it's a fantastic question. I don't know what it's like to be RFK Jr. You summed that up brilliantly. They murdered his old man for about five different reasons. Um, He wanted to take on the Federal Reserve cartel, didn't he? Um, he He didn't want to escalate in Vietnam, or so we believe. Uh, yeah, we're not saying he's an angel, JFK, but he was murdered in broad daylight in cold blood. And like you said, they did the same to RFK Jr.'s old man. So absolutely. So you're suggesting that he might might be boxing clever in how he goes about his business. I, if it was me, you'd have to do some kind of a deal because otherwise, with all the media whores that's out there, yeah. You know, we already know that the Democrats aren't going to do debates. They've already said that there isn't going to be any debates for the presidential nominee, which is absolutely unbelievable. Is that right? So if if Joe Biden is, and it's likely because he is the incumbent, if he gets to go up against the chosen Republican candidate, there won't be a televised debate. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. They've, they announced it, I think, two weeks ago, right after RFK announced they came out straight away and was like, uh, well, I don't think we're going to need uh, debates for the for the nomination, you know? And you because they know, obviously. Because, o- because RFK yes, be Jr. is a single-issue candidate, really, isn't he? Oh, 100%. He's running on the jabs and on the lockdowns, basically. But it could also be just... Anti-war be- as well, though, Richie. Anti- he's an anti-empire, anti-war, you know, that's the, that's the other angle and that's... For me, that's the one that will get him in the crosshairs. So, so RFK Jr. is not in favour of sending weaponry to Ukraine. He's in favour of finding some resolution as quick as possible to end this situation. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been talking about closing military bases across yeah. the, the whole world and bring it home and infrastructure, bridges, roads, you know, high-speed rail, all that kind of stuff. But a guy with, so, a, crazy, with a crazy haircut was saying that back in 2016 and he didn't do any of it. Yeah, well, you know, you have 
Trump is a showman in my eyes. You know what I mean? What I said about Trump was when Friends finished in America, right? It was Thursday night, 8.30, and it was the highest viewed spot on American television. And what took over after Friends? The Apprentice with Donald Trump. It was massive, wasn't it? We so you had millions yeah. and millions of people who thought this guy was the big boss man, you know, the man yeah. who fires people and he's the leader of the company, the CEO. Takes no crap so off of went, anybody, yeah. Exactly, you know. So it was just planted in people's minds. And then sure, when he ran for president, you know, the, the TV, we already know, CBS gave him $5 billion worth of free advertising. So. Keith, Keith, tell me this. Why are his supporters so reluctant to, to at least even engage in a conversation about the fact that he might have left them down badly and maybe he's not the angel, not the angel, but he's not the saviour they thought he was. I mean, look at the things he promised. I mean, these were massive promises. You know, we know what the Clintons are. And that meant a lot to people when he said he was going to go after Hillary Clinton. And he didn't. He said they were lovely people. You know, he... he yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dropped as many... His administration was oversaw the dropping of as many bombs as his predecessor... Barack Obama. None of these things came to be when he was in office. And yet his supporters are convinced that, you know, he is the man and that if he gets in next time, it'll be different. And I can't understand the obtuse attitude of so many of these people. Um, I, I have a couple of good friends now who would be, you know, hardcore Trumpers. But they're, they're Irish people. But they'd be big on Trump, you know. And all during the presidency and everything. I just thought he was an idiot myself, basically. Yeah. But... Uh, these guys now that I know, because they're outside of the American bubble, now they're looking and going, okay, now we can see, we can see through what this guy did. Uh, the main thing that Trump did, apart from the Israel, you know, like moving the embassy to Jerusalem, which was absolutely despicable in my eyes. Disgusting, yeah. But the, one of the main things he actually did was he took the shackles off the CIA when they had their, their drone programs. You know, they used to have to get some kind of, uh, Obama used to call it Till Tuesdays, Kill List Tuesdays, where they used to sit down and decide on a Tuesday who, who they were going to drone bomb for the rest of the week. Yeah. You know, so the, the CIA would have to go into the Oval Office and present their list. Trump did away with all of that and just said, oh, you do whatever you want. Kill whoever you like around the whole world. Absolute. To me, that is just... Yeah, you cannot say that to a Trump supporter. And I know that even by the very nature of the fact we're discussing this, I know that the Twitter followers will drop later on for the radio show. I'll get a few horrible emails tomorrow. <laughs> you can't speak to him, you know. And then they, they, yeah. they, 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 they usually throw the ad hominem then. Oh, uh, so, so Hillary. I'm like, do, do you listen to the discussions we have on this programme and what we've said about Hillary Clinton, it's, 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 it's crazy. So RFK Jr., let's stay with him for a minute. I, I want to get more calls on this, by the way. Uh, this is a really interesting take by Keith, that RFK Jr. is sincere when he's advocating for, you know, the vaccine injured, the COVID, COVID vaccine injured, that RFK is sincere when he wants America to get these bases out of Eastern Europe and not to be stoking war in Ukraine. But he's got a box clever because they murdered both of, well, two of the most important men in his life, his dad and his uncle. They did it in, in, in plain sight. I mean, the Sirhan Sirhan thing, 
Jeez, we could do radio shows on that particular incident alone. So do you share Keith's you know, take on this, that it might be RFK's just got to box a bit clever there? Let us know. Get in touch via the website, uh, by the Skype or by the telephone uh, number. So Sweden then, what's going on in Sweden? Um, Sweden now is on an f- absolute straight runaway train to dystopia, if you ask me, because 2023 is going to be the last year of physical cash here in Sweden. In 2024, if you hand over money, yeah, you will have to present your bank card and they will put the change onto your bank card. I didn't know this. I knew that Sweden was the test case for rolling out cashless for the rest of the world. I knew that much, but you've shocked me there. So cash will not be returned. So mm-hmm. it, yeah, wow, well, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Yeah, and like it, it is still legal tender. But I went into a clothes shop here a couple of months ago to buy a belt. My belt broke, so I handed the 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 lady behind the counter. It was like. 21 euros like 210 crowns yeah. i handed her a 500 crown note and she looked at me and was like what what do you want me to do with this i was like give me give me back my change she was like oh we don't take money here at all do none of them have any idea keith do none of them have any idea how devastating that is for their own freedom no they the, just don't the swedes they, they have an unwavering trust in government here, Richie. So they do. And I, like I've been here now on and off since 2019, you know, working with Swedish people and uh, Irish people, English people, people from all over the whole world, actually. And the Swedes will literally do whatever the government tell them to do. Do you have so any idea why that is? Is it because... I know that their policing is very, very benign compared to... I've read about this. In fact, I read about this in a book by Frank Abagnale Jr. Apparently, they're, they're very progressive when it comes to policing and stuff. They, 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 they rule with a very light touch, don't they, the Swedes? We saw that during yeah. the, the lockdowns. Is that the reason why they're so trusted? I, I, I don't know, Richie. I don't know. They, they have... Um... There's a word for it in Sweden, in Swedish, and it's like uh, the way to describe. I can't remember the word now. Would you believe it? Off the top of my head, but the, the way to describe it is, it's like why, why the Swedes think why should I work overtime when I don't need the money? Right. You know, so if I don't need it, why should I work extra hours? Because I have enough of what I have. You know. Whereas Paddy so says. Kind of been, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we're just money hungry. Well, we're not money hungry, but we, we we come from people who had nothing, and that's in our DNA. So we think there's an extra four hours going, is there? I might have 50 quid extra in my wage packet. It's not because we're greedy. It's because we yeah, think yeah. We, 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 true, we, we, we might need that. I'm being reminded by Irish listeners, by the way, to tell you that whatever about the acquiescence of the Swedes to their government and how they might be in thrall to their government in Sweden. It's just the bloody same in Ireland. we got to remind Keith of that, but you know that anyway. Yeah. Oh, know. definitely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the lockdown showed us all that stuff, Richie. You know, I was at home. I was at home for it, and I couldn't believe what was unfolding uh, before my eyes. So I couldn't, because in... in uh, in 2019, like, I was actually traveling around Europe in January. So I was, you know, before all the COVID happened and everything. And all you could see was Chinese people everywhere, all over the whole of Europe, Slovakia, Hungary, Serbia, 
you know. And then when the COVID thing happened, I was thinking, so this thing is after coming from China, but there's all these Chinese people in Europe. So if if this thing was as deadly as they're making out to be, then like people in Europe should be dropping dead all over the place. Do you know? That's that's what I used to say to people in Salford. Very, very benignly, very nicely. I would say to them, where are the bodies? Like they're they're telling you that, you know, ter- terrible, deadly pandemic, and we have to lock everybody down. And I would put it to them like, are you seeing ambulances pulling up your street to take people to hospital? And they were like, no. And then I, w- I wouldn't say anything else. I I would maintain the silence to force them to say something. And usually yeah, they yeah, would exactly. u- usually they would say, well, well, what's your point then? I go, okay, my point is, on the one hand, your television is telling you there's a deadly pandemic raging through society. Yeah. But you're not seeing ambulances come up your street to take people to hospital. You haven't seen that yet. This is in April or May now of 2020. Do you not think that maybe it isn't as deadly as they're telling you it is? Why would they do that? And at that point, I would mentally check out and and, and just go about my my merry way, Keith. Yeah. Yeah. you know, like as you said, the pe- people slipped into uh, some kind of this. You know, there's it's been called mass psychosis. It's been called mass formation. Things, mass formation. Yeah, yeah, mass mass formation. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I I don't know. I I I call it some kind of a fog. You know, and some people don't mind being inside in the fog, and they think that the fog will, will lift one day. You know, maybe it will, and maybe it won't, and. I, and some people don't like being inside in the fog and I'd say most of the people who's listening to your show and other shows similar, you know, they don't want to be inside no. in some fog. They want to have a nice clear view of what's happening out in front of them, you know what I mean? I don't want to be told that you're going to have cashless imposed on you whether you like it or not and you're going to have a credit score and you're going to have a carbon credit score. Yeah, we're not having any of that nonsense. Keith, I'm going to take another call just before I do, Paul. If there's anything else, if anything else you wanted to say, brilliant call, mate. Absolutely brilliant call. No, no, just I, I've been listening to you for a good few years since you had that run in with um, with your man Ken. I can't remember his last name. What was his name? The Marine guy. Oh, Ken O'Keefe. Yeah. Yeah, Ken, God love Ken him. Ken O'Keefe. Yeah, that clunker. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not well these days I don't believe and we don't uh, and, and I know you, you would agree with me we don't we don't like that but um, yeah he yeah he did he did yeah. he did some wrong by people but um, we wouldn't wish him we wouldn't wish any harm on him Keith that's brilliant pal stay in touch with us and thanks for that well of course Richie take it easy mind yourself thank you Keith Keith from Limerick and he's in Sweden and he's absolutely right he's bang on when he said did Keith that Sweden is going cashless that um it is. It was kind of the first country, wasn't it, in Europe anyway, maybe the world, where they were saying that they were going to be cashless before anybody else. And he said something pretty startling there. If you go into a shop or you go into a business in Sweden and you hand over, he said, 500 crowns, 500 krona, there you go. I need a new belt, he said. He broke his belt. I need a new belt. They won't give you change back they will hand you back, uh, they will take your debit card and they will credit that with your change. That's that's depressing, that is. Get in touch with me between now and the end of the programme. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. 21 minutes past the hour. Nick Ripley, Paul Ripley will be on the programme tomorrow talking about artificial intelligence. 
you don't want to miss that. The guys have recorded three episodes of a brand new podcast. And it's um, it's to do with artificial intelligence, what it is, where it came from, what's happening with it, where it is going, the implications of it. And the guys are great altogether, great lads, and you'll enjoy listening to them. And it'll be nice for you to hear from Paul Ripley. There is no more important person to the Richie Allen Show. Um, that's professionally, but personally to me as well. He's one of my best mates and uh, I can't wait to welcome him on the programme tomorrow, so don't miss that. Back to the phones then. Caller, welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking to? Uh, you're speaking to Martin from Nottingham. Hello, Martin in Nottingham. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Lovely to hear you, Martin. Thanks for taking the time out to call us, pal. What would you like to say? No problem. Um, you were Martin... Poor old Martin from Edinburgh was desperately trying to get through to you. Yeah, and you know what? I um, nearly I nearly took him on there a second ago and then the call dropped out. We might get him back on. Go ahead, Martin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope hopefully Martin can hear um, this call because I'd like um, to speak to you about Flat Earth as well. Go right ahead, Martin. Um, we're, we're a democracy I'm, here. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about a year ago, I started looking into it and I was the same as everybody else. And even the people I speak to now um, are very sort of anti-even thinking about it. And I know you had, under Martin's suggestion, David Weiss, Weiss on the programme. Yeah. Excuse me a minute. <coughs> take and, take um, your time, Paul. We have plenty I, of time. Go I ahead. Actually, I actually downloaded his app, which is that Flat Earth Sun Moon Zodiac app. And it sends you away from where the algorithm would send you if you were doing the research yourself. Now, I'm sure, Richie, you would... I mean, you've taken me in the last few years to uh, a new level of understanding about what's happening, really happening in the world. Or my guests have. My guests, at least, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 no doubt. Oh, yeah, yeah, Every, everyone has. Um, so... My, my question to you would, do you think it would be impossible that the Earth was flat? I haven't a clue, Martin. That's the, the, the gospel truth. I just haven't a clue. Everything is possible. Of course everything is possible. My, I well, always say this, and it bores people, but I'll say it very quickly, and then I'll shut up and you can have the floor again. If I had to put my last fiver on, on a theory, being the theory, my last fiver would be that we're in some sort of simulation. And that the simulation has been designed around the idea that we're in a universe with planets. But I can't prove any of that. That's where I would put me last fiver. But as you heard when I interviewed um, um, Mr. Voice, David Voice, about, I, 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 I'm not here to ridicule people. I'm not here to, to shout people down. I just don't know is the answer, but I, I think we might be in a simulation. But you've become more open-minded yourself to the idea that it might be a flat plane. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, Richie, I, I would put my life on it. Wow. That that and honest to God, that's how serious I would be about it. And I think where where we've come from in the last since we've introduced science into the world in the last four or five hundred years, I've it's come I've come to the conclusion I've always been an atheist, way away from God, or whatever you want to call God. Um, whether whether he, there is a creator, I've listened to podcasts from people where they've in, uh, interviewed high academics who've come to the conclusion that evolution doesn't exist. 
and that um, the it, and it's mathematically impossible for it to um, exist um, because of the even the number of I think it's something like fifteen processes in each cell. But without one of those processes in the cell, the rest of the cell wouldn't work. I'm open-minded to this, by the way. You know, this um, idea that Darwin was wrong or was deliberately wrong and that, you know, we don't, we haven't evolved from apes. I'm wide open. Listen, I'm not saying I believe that, but I'm certainly open to hearing about that. I'm open to hearing about anything, really. But um, I'm I'm definitely open-minded. It's funny you mention that. That's something I was going to explore with somebody who has written a book about this. Uh, to get him on the programme. Can I ask you this, Martin, and, uh, and take this the way it's meant, because we're two pals having a chat here. H- here's the thing, right? Supposing the Earth really is flat, right? That's a tragedy to me, if it is, because there's no way, I don't believe, that independent content creators like me and others are ever going to get people to sit down and to consider that and the minute that comes out of anybody's mouth, and you'll know this yourself, they're immediately labelled as an absolute screaming madman. And somebody said yeah. this to me recently. Somebody said to me recently, they said, imagine if it is true. It's tragic on the one hand because it's something that you can't really get into because you just lose people. It's like David. Think of David Icke, right? I have a lot of... I, I admire David. I always will admire him. Great writer, great public speaker. And I would never hear a bad word said about him. He was an old friend of mine. But the minute you talk about David, for example, up comes the the queen is a lizard. There's no getting away from that. And somebody said to me once, have you avoided flat earth, Richie, because you're nervous that the programme will be labelled? And I said, no, because it's true. I I wasn't nervous about it being, you know, labelled as a a cloud cuckoo programme. But I said, you just can't get people to consider that. They just won't consider it. So it's kind of a bit of a waste of time. What do you, I, I, right, this, what, do, what do you say right, to that? My answer, yeah, my answer to this, Richie, is this: we are in the culmination of the last four or five hundred years of science. They convinced everybody um, to eat margarine instead of animal fat, butter, um, and heart disease, and everything's gone up. Um, they've taught us everything uh, to do with science, that science is the king, believe science, science, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. And we are now at that culmination point. That's brilliantly put, Martin. That's brilliantly put, yeah. The whole of humanity has been taken as far away from a creator as possible. Um... And it's a spiritual thing. Uh, it's it, it's everything. It's all encompassing. Um, and you have to literally, when you start looking into it, uh, the flat earth, it's impossible to believe that we live on a globe. On, on, a, on, a, on a spinning globe on its own it, axis, yeah. It's yeah. insanity. I watched, I watched a video earlier on this evening. Can I ask you this, right? Can I ask you this? Because I'm, I, I've got other calls to take, and I do not want yeah, to yeah, put you yeah, off. Yeah. This, this is, um, I think, this is a good question, and I'm sure you'll have an answer, or at least you'll have an opinion on this. Um, what's to gain by telling us that we live on a spinning ball, spinning around the sun? 
if we actually do live on a flat plane. What's the 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 win for the for the elites? Why would they it's, do that? Forget the small subject. It's the culmination of everything. Right. It's the it's the culmination of taking somebody away from a creator because because when you see the the sun is not far away when when you when you look at things like crepuscular rays they call them when the sun's poked out of the clouds in all different ways and you see that the Nile River has to run up uphill and would have a 300 or 600 mile curve in the middle of it. Um, it, it, it's insane that you have to think that we're on a spinning globe. It, honestly, it's insanity. You only have to look at half a dozen things. The world record photograph where a mountain is in the distance. Yeah. It, hang on. Hold, hang on a sec. Just before I move on, hang on a sec. Um, you, you might be right. It might be insane. You know, I, I, like I said, everything is possible. But I'm not... You haven't sold me on the reason they would pull the wool over our eyes, tell us we're living on a ball, when in fact we're living on a plane. I don't see that hey, being Richie, so beneficial uh, to them. Richie, come on. They've lied about 9-11. Look, I know they've, they lie. Of course they lie. That's not the issue. They've lie about everything. They false flag everything. So if they can take away God or, or the creator away from everybody, they have us all controlled with science. And science has led us into COVID. And you can't even talk to... I, I am, I'm, a, I'm a floor layer. And yeah. I don't care who I talk to about any of this. Listen, I talk we, to everybody. We, agree on 90, we, we could agree on 99% of things. I totally get that. But if, if God exists, and I'm beginning to wish more and more that God does exist. If God does Forget exist... Forget God. Forget God. Or, or, or a creator or, or some conscious yeah. what, whatever, right? Okay. I don't. I don't necessarily mean the biblical God. Um, the 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 universe story is an amazing story. Surely God could have. I mean, I mean to to create planets and a sun and black holes and multiverses. Yeah, but, that's that's all very sexy as well. No, don't be frustrated. Nah. Hang on, I'm not being frustrated with you. Hang on there. Hang on. No, no. God yeah, could. Yeah, I, I get that. Get that's that, a Richie, sexier when, invention when, than just a flat plane, to be honest. But when you see that space as we know it, because it's it's all a joke. It's all to take it's all to take our money for us from us and to just they they talk I mean how about this one for logic? The Voyager one or two or whatever is thirteen billion miles away and they tell you that they can get a radio signal back from it. Yeah, that's that's and, something that's worth considering. Yeah, I I, I, I hear you. Right. Yeah. Come on, it, yeah. They they talk about such massive figures that we just switch off and go. Yeah, it's science. We have to trust them. Martin, leave and it with me. Leave science. this with me. I'm going to take another call. Let let, let, let me yeah, yeah. look. Let, let me just do this right because I I did this with Martin in Edinburgh. Um, it was it was funny when David Weiss came on afterwards. I was told he was the wrong guy, and I. Took took to Mickey out of people I, I, yeah, for I was saying frustrated that. Frustrated when Martin said that to you. You know, I mean, I asked the guy, right. I asked the guy questions. He didn't have the answers. But what I will do, there is another guy. His name is Eric too. But I don't have to tell you this, of course. I will extend another invitation to this chap to come on. But I'll only bring him on if I can find, and I'm sure I will be able to find an academic where we'll have a professional and 
decent and grown-up debate about it because I'd like to do that because the show is meant to be doing these things and not to be closing down subjects. So leave it with me. I'm going to take another it's call Richie, now, buddy. Richie. Great Richie, to have yeah, you on. One, one more Very thing, quick, one more Martin, because I've got to take another call. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people really want to research this and, and not just go, you're crazy, you're nuts, the Flat Earth Sun Moon Zodiac app for £2.99, which is one beer, wow. it's not a subscription, you can download that app, will send you to all the information that you need. And by That's the way, it. Martin, I don't think you're crazy or nuts or, or David Voice or Martin in Edinburgh. There's nothing crazy about you at all. You have an opinion and you're damn well entitled to it, mate. Thanks for coming on, Martin in Nottingham. Lovely to hear from you, pal. No, thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Martin in Not- Nottingham is lovely. It's a beautiful city. If you ever get a chance to look around Nottingham, I highly recommend it. This is uh, your Richie Allen show, by the way. It is yours. I'm Richie Allen. I mentioned earlier on the cameras have gone in. The programme will be on will be in vision on Rumble or something like that in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I never ask you to support the programme, but I'm doing it now. Ask not what the BBG can do for you, but what you can do for the BBG. Support the Richie Allen Show now at richieallen.co.uk And it's frustrating for people who do believe the Earth is flat when they hear somebody like me say, well, sure, look, it's, it's, it's really, it's, a, it's priorities, isn't it? It's a list of priorities. Don't we want to talk to people about cashless? Don't we want to talk to people about, you know, handing pandemic planning over to the World Health Organization and those things that we might have a chance with people? We have no chance. It is editing. It's editing. People don't like that. But that's what you do when you produce radio programs. You think, you know, that's very interesting what Martin said. But I, I can I... What, what there are so many pressing things to talk about. Anyway, we're back to the mobile phones. Caller, welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking with, please? Oh, hi, it's Robbie. How are you doing, Robbie? Robbie, you're a familiar voice, but not for a long time. Well, I, I got you about uh, four phone ends ago. Brilliant, Robbie. Right, I'm, I'm taking... talking about false flags, but I don't want to talk about that today. Good stuff, mate. Now, I am moving it along, so I'll ask you to be as succinct as you possibly can. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, mate. Well, it's just when you're going on about um, flat air stuff, nobody ever talks about how bad a theory Big Bang theory is. It, to me, that's a pile of nonsense. It's kind of mad, really, isn't it? That nothing existed, and all of a sudden, there was a Big Bang. And then you had matter, yeah. and matter out of matter came planets and star systems. Yes, Robbie, it's mad when it, you think it's of a it. circular argument. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no, there was a, the energy made up every atom that makes up all these millions of stars. It's just incredibly rubbish, <laughs> um, in my opinion. So what would but, you? Um, what would you? So 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 would you go along with me? Do you think? This is a holographic simulation, maybe? No? No. Um, I've, I wrote a little book about it, actually, once. But um, I might send you it if I, if I can do it by email. But uh, have you ever heard the theory of the grown earth? The grown earth? Growing. Oh, earth. sorry, the growing earth. No, I haven't, no. I'm all ears, though. Well, 
about a hundred years ago, the the scientists noticed that the the continents were drifting or whatever, right? And um, the, the, that sort of ended up as the continental drift about 50 years after that. But originally they thought the Earth had expanded. Have you heard that one? No? No, I, I'm embarrassed now. No, I haven't. No, no. Or maybe it, it passed me by. Maybe it, I did hear it and went over my head. But this is interesting. Well, the thing is, I, I, I expanded that. And what I think is, I think planetary bodies create hydrogen and they they just expand. So if you look at the gas giants in the solar system, um, Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, they're about a thousand times bigger than Earth. Yes. Right? And they're about 90% hydrogen, I think. I think you're right. But anyway, there's a lot of hydrogen. And then if you look at the sun, it's about a thousand times bigger than the gas giants. So if, if the and Big it's Bang... percent hydrogen. That's right. So if the Big Bang didn't create the our universe, what did then? Where did the sun and the planets come from? If well, this is not a simulation. Well, well sure. They, well, if you look at the gas giant, they've got moons. And... If you look at the Earth, we've got volcanoes. If you look at the Jupiter, it's got the it's called a red spot, and that red spot they say it's just a cloud, but I think there could be like a like a vent there, and every three billion years or so it explodes and it shoots a whole load of matter. And it goes in the orbit around itself, and that's how you create moons. We're still back to a question, though, as to where did it begin? Well, like, where the, did the, it come the original, from? Original, original, original can never be known. Yeah. But if you, if you look at the small incremental, like, if you look at the Earth, it, it has um, expand. like, this, see, um, it expands by about four centimetres every year. You know there's a ridge running down all the oceans. Yes. And they they pump out gases in the atmosphere all the time. That's right. CO2. So I reckon the Earth creates its own water. And I think all the planetary bodies are creating hydrogen. So if you see what I mean, once you get to the, the gas giant stage, you start throwing out moons. Those moons turn into planets and the gas giants become the sun. And if you look at the universe, all these things, you can see the, you can see everywhere. You've got the smaller things going around the bigger things and then the bigger things going around the even bigger things. This is um, mind-blowing stuff, to be honest, Robbie. It, 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 and it, the thing is, if you... If, you, if you're if right, you, If you extrapolate it, I reckon the solar system is about a thousand billion years old, and then the super galaxy things you see, they're like twenty thousand billion years old. But you, you, you have to know all these details. But hang on a second, you, thing, you, just you, you wrote a book about this just before, because I want to give you a chance to plug the book. Where can people find the book? 
Oh, but I put it on Smashwords. You can get it free there. On Smashwords. Smashwords. Let's have some more information, Robbie. I think it's what, called what, that. What's it called? And and give us your name so people can go and get it. It's called Clacker Cosmos. And my name's Robert G. Stitt. What's it called again? Yeah. Something Cosmos. I didn't catch the first. Clacker Cosmos. Clacker. Clacker Cosmos. Spell clacker. Yeah, I'm, 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 slang. I'm going to down. I'm going to download this. Spell clacker. C l a c k e r. C l a c k e r. Clacker. Cosmos. By by Robert. C o s m o m o s. Oh yeah, and and you you discussed this in the book, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and how did you get to discussing this in the book? Is this something you were always interested in, or do you have a science background? No, Are you I, a teacher? I just saw the grown earth theory. See, another thing about the growing earth, the expansion started in the Pacific, you know, the Ring of Fire. Yes. And all the landmass pulled south, but nothing actually pulled south. The, the, the oceans just expand. And so as, it, as the land comes south, it breaks up. So the first thing it breaks up is Australia. Then Antarctica sticks on the middle. Then South America um, is the next bit. And then you you get North yeah. America. There's there's tails between all these places. I I hear you, and that that is incredibly interesting. But it still doesn't help me with or anybody else with why and who or what in in the very beginning. But it but it is eminently fascinating. Robbie, give a quick give give a ten second quick plug to the book again. It's on Smashwords, and then I'm going to move on. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Quacker Cosmos. Quacker Cosmos. I'll send you it in an email as well. Just let me say one more thing. Very quickly. Have you ever read Lloyd Pye? Yes, I used to, I interviewed Lloyd Pye a number of times during my days in Spain. Really interesting guy. Passed away a few years ago, didn't he? The Star Child yeah. Skull. Uh, the the Star but, Child Skull. Yeah, really interesting dude. And, really, and the other stuff. Um, the thing about the origins of man. His stuff on that's amazing. Yeah, I recommend people check that out. What I loved about Lloyd Pye was when he came on with me in Spain, he was really cool with, um, you know, a robust exchange. He was really, really good with that. Yeah. Uh, lovely fellow, Lloyd. And uh, yeah, I was sad to hear he passed away. I interviewed him, I think, three or four yeah. times during my days in Spain. Robbie, I'm going to leave that there. Clacker Cosmos on Smashwords. Thanks for calling in, buddy. That's Robbie. I'm moving swiftly along because the calls are, well, they're flying in. Lots of calls coming in. This is the Richie Allen Show, uh, broadcasting live from BBG Towers here in Salford. Um, let me give you the jingle one more time before I take my next call. It's your call. Here we go. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. That's fascinating stuff, Robbie, talking about there, the growing earth theory. I'm going to look into that. But um, what does it say about why? I mean, this is a stupid. We talking about this on the radio, why? How it came to be here? Is it a simulation? Is it physical? If it's physical, how did it come to be here? We might have Cliff on the line. Is it yourself, Cliff? Hello, Richie. How are you doing? Good, buddy. It's been a long time. Welcome back. Yeah. Lovely it to has. hear from you. Yeah. Your, yeah. your yeah. lad got in touch with me the other day and took the, uh, the right mickey out of you. Oh, so, as they always do. Yeah, yeah. don't be yeah, laughing at these bad jokes. He's, he's referring to the few jokes I told you before Christmas. <laughs> right. Yeah, which, which, 
which would diabolical if you're a uh, they, I, I, but I see I love those gags I, I never find them diabolical welcome back mate uh, thanks for your support by the way looking after uh, the Richie Allen mate. show what would you like to contribute today Cliff what right. have you been listening to that has motivated you today well, well, I'm phoning to speak actually about voting tomorrow. Oh, voting tomorrow in the local yeah. elections around the country. Yeah, but before that, I just want to talk about a few very quick things. So, first of all, I'm a bit concerned about overpopulation on the planet because there's a small island off the coast of Italy with 5 million Sicilian people on it. That's the biggest number I've ever heard of. Which which island has got a five million? It's not um, Cagliari, no, is no, it? You, no, Richie. Let's is that a gag? That. that that was a joke. Right, I, I wasn't expecting a gag, so so my mind is <laughs> is wandering away. I'm not going to ask you to tell it again. Yeah. For, okay. I'm a bit concerned about overpopulation of the planet. There's a small island off the coast of Italy with five million Sicilian people. <laughs> That's the biggest number I've ever heard of. Yes. Yeah. yeah anyway. We'll move on. That move was on. one of the crabby jokes. Your son is right, by the way. I take everything back. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was right. Yeah, so um, health, serious now, health. Uh, I've had a cup, crap couple of years with health, uh, particularly last year. Uh, I got acute sciatica. Couldn't walk properly for a couple of months. Uh, and then I just got over that. And then last June, I got shingles. Knocked me out until December, basically. Uh, put on a lot of weight. And then I promised myself I'd do something about it come the spring. And then you had Dr. Ahmed Malik on the program, if you remember. Yes. Uh, I followed his, his advice. Uh, one and one meal a day. Later, say again? One meal a day. Dr. Malik is into that. One meal a day, which is a fad. It's not a fad. He, he obviously knows what he's doing because, you know, he, he's, he, he's a doctor. He's, but he's also a very open-minded doctor. He's on the one meal a day plan, which is in the press quite a lot lately. Sorry yeah. for interrupting you. I thought you might have been. No, no, right. it's fine. So that's what I've been doing. And six weeks later, I'm about two stone lighter. Uh, and I'm feeling pretty good. That is fantastic. And so how did you feel when you were I'm, doing it? Sorry? How did you feel when you were doing it? Was it a positive it's, it's experience? Pr- no, it's pretty easy because you're eating a lot of protein, really. Uh, and for that, it keeps keeps the hunger away right but also because i haven't got to think about oh what's next for the next meal you know and all the rest of it you're just thinking well i'm not eating nothing till this evening uh and for me it works so i just thought i'd feed you it back that's really good but, yeah and he's coming back on the program soon to talk more oh, about good. these things yeah good good yeah so so it's all good so the reason for the call local elections tomorrow so like like you i haven't voted in years because i think it's a fairly pointless exercise because I think the system's kind of sewn it up for itself. Um, it, it, voting aside, Lord Monkton last week, when he when you had had the conversation with him, he mentioned about his um, calculation and and right to the climate climate change commission. Yeah. Well, again, for me, it's just where's just time? another 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 organisation that's not gonna listen to us, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. You know, so, so I, don't, I don't think that would work. So, so I thought, okay, what, what, and, and you, you was in your conversation with him, you, you, you were saying, well, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what would work, you know, as such, nor do I really. So, um, what, what I thought of was, well, okay, uh, let, let, let's, let's see if I can find someone locally to vote for, 
because we know that the agenda, the global agenda, is a global to local agenda. Anything going through Parliament, it's a done deal. It's what it's what what they want to bring in. Ignore the people. Uh, at a local level, you may have a, a better chance. So what I did was I got my polling card several weeks ago, or applied for it, and um, and then I looked at what candidates are around in my ward, and. Um, Unfortunately, it's the same old lot. It's Greens, Labour, Liberal, Tory. And not one, not any of those would I ever consider, really. Uh, But I thought there's only one local councillor or prospective local councillor locally that actually does anything for anybody. Uh, She's always on the ball and getting things done. So what I did, I've decided to have a meeting with her uh, and she was agreeable to it. And I had that meeting last Thursday, I think it was. So... um, Basically, what what I wanted to talk about was her view on 15-minute cities and low-traffic neighbourhoods. So you wanted to to determine whether she was aware of this of this agenda that was happening. Yeah. So, so yeah. What what I did was I thought I can't go in with you know here's everything here's the lot because she might think that you're nuts as we know people do. If, if you land them with everything, they think, oh, you're just crackers. So I thought, well, I'll keep it fairly narrow in what I'm going to discuss. So I, I, I typed out a kind of list of stuff and I, and I explained it that this is I want to talk about uh, things like what we can all see now happening in front of us all. You know, the, the, the cameras and uh, and you, Les, and, you know, uh, restrictions on meat you know, coming and, and uh, you know, bugs and, you know, and stuff she would see in the news. Uh, and then where has that come from? And therefore then, knowing where it's come from, where we are now, where's it all going to? So so what so what I did, I, I say I typed out um, a, a kind, of, kind of list. I'm just looking on screen now so I can rem- – I'm not going to read it all out. No, it because a- you've got to keep an eye on the clock. We've got yeah, about yes, three and a half yeah, minutes I- left today, so – Absolutely. So basically, I ran down a history of things like the Club of Rome, uh, first, uh, our common future, intergovernmental panel on climate change set up by the UN, you know, the book, The Cloak of Green by Elaine Dewar, uh, Kyoto Protocol, United Nations Global Biodiversity Assessment Report, UN Sustainable Goals, basically, what isn't sustainable has to go or be, you know, yeah. minimised. And you, sum- you, you summarised all of this, did you? I'm, pre- I'm, I lo- did. I'm looking at the I clock. S- I'm presented it. And this woman is an incumbent, so she is a sitting councillor. She, she was. She got voted out last time round. She's looking. But she's having a go again. And how yeah, did she so, react to this presentation? Then you right, you, right. So, so, so because I structured it in a in a in a in a way that this this is all out there, and you can go find it. It's, I'm not making it up. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is all real. You can see, therefore, by their stated goals that what's happening now is actually meeting with their stated goals. And where it's going is about restriction on, in 15 through 15-minute 15 cities and low-traffic neighbourhoods. Uh, and, and she said, well, I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with 15-minute cities, uh, but... I explain what they're doing. They're getting good people to push an agenda that good people don't can't see the wider agenda. And she totally got it. She, it, she didn't think I'm nuts. She totally, totally got it. Uh, and she said, well, 
with, with things like that, what, what we can do, as she's done before, is to put severe kind of restrictions on any decisions made, such as if a 15-minute city was to come in, then it wouldn't be alongside cameras and it wouldn't be along, alongside, alongside zones that, that will find you should you go out of it too many times yeah, a year. Yeah, I mean, I must, I must admit, I, I, in principle, it's a great principle. When I was a kid, Richie, my mum used to stick me in a pram, walk down to the local market, get all, all their produce and what we needed, uh, come back, jump on a bus, go here, go, yeah, go I there. Hear you. Yeah. So, so in principle, it's not a no, bad yeah, thing. Yeah, but 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 you weren't rest- but you weren't told you shouldn't go there and you can't go exactly. there. Exactly. It was a choice, Cliff. Yeah. Exactly. So, so that's uh, really interesting because Mark Window said to me on this program um, um, a couple of weeks ago, he said that he would be looking for men and women who wanted to run locally, forget about national politics, but wanted to run locally on that single issue of you don't bring that 15-minute city agenda, low-traffic neighbourhood agenda here. And you've gone to a woman who was a councillor, she wants to be a councillor again, and she's taken it on board and said, yeah, there's something very wrong with this. And if I can, yes. if I can put a spanner in the works of that, if I'm returned back to the council, it's fascinating that, Cliff. Yeah, so so I thought I'd give it a go. You never know. You never know it do you? might might work, it might not. But at least then, if she gets in, then I can remind her of our conversation. Well, do you know what uh, you haven't done, Cliff? You haven't sat on your arse complaining and moaning about it and done nothing. You've gone out and you've done something about it. Yeah, you know, it's that's what Mark said. Yeah, and, and it's and it's not it's not a not a lot, but it's something. You know, uh, and going forward, obviously, got to keep the pressure on as i know there, there's a there's a local group that are, i i haven't got involved with them as yet and i will do but um but you know they're putting pressure on colchester council uh, as you may have seen on videos that have been released yeah, you know? it, yeah. so uh so yeah i mean it's the same area so uh, we, we'll see what happens richie i just thought it might be useful for people to um you know, think about just a presentation. You know, it, it was over a cup of coffee in, in a pub beer garden. But, um, you know, let's Why not, hope, Cliff? hopefully it'll work. Why not? Maybe watching with interest tomorrow evening and see if she gets back um, yeah. on, on the council. Great to hear from you, pal. I've got to wrap it up now. I've got to yeah, get out of the programme. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Thanks, mate. Thanks and regards to Sue. Too. Thanks very much, yeah. Cliff. Bye yeah, for now. Yours. Cheers, buddy. Cliff on the line there. That's it for the programme. Thanks to everybody who called in. Fascinating range of subjects we got through uh, there on the programme today. I'll take my leave of you now. The programme, of course, as always, will be uploaded to Podomatic. It will then go to iTunes, to Spotify, to Podbean and all the other carriers of podcasts. I'm back with you tomorrow at 5 o'clock UK time. As I mentioned already, I'll be joined by Paul and Nick Ripley to talk about the implications of the advances in artificial intelligence technology. That's what I'll be doing tomorrow, so I will. Closing out with Queen, talked about radio earlier on. I think I mentioned this song as well. Look after yourselves and one another. Speak tomorrow from your BBG. It's bye now, bye.